Costa Rica Travel Pass is a paid sponsor of Mormon Discussion Podcast. Costa Rica Travel Pass helps families enjoy Costa Rica flexibly, independently, and affordably. A family of four can enjoy a week in Costa Rica for under $1,200 plus airfare. If you're ready for an out-of-the-bus vacation that your family will always remember, visit Costa Rica Travel Pass at CostaRicaTravelPass.com or calling 1-877-780-7277. Mormon Discussion Podcast is an effort to help Latter-day Saints like you strengthen your faith and to support you in your trials of faith. This podcast operates on the donations of listeners like you. To help this podcast, please consider making a donation at mormondiscussion.podbean.com. On the right-hand side, about halfway down. Thank you. Another episode of Mormon Discussion. I am your host, Bill Real. I'm grateful to have you with us today. You can reach me by email at realmormon at gmail.com. That's R-E-E-L-M-O-R-M-O-N at gmail.com. You can find this podcast on iTunes, but you're only going to find the most recent 20 or so episodes. So please check out the podcast at its host site, mormondiscussion.podbean.com. That's mormondiscussion, all one word, dot P-O-D-B-E-A-N.com. You can also find us on Facebook under the name Mormon Discussion, all one word. Now to what you've been waiting to hear. In today's episode, I want to talk about blind obedience, especially how that term has come to be understood within LDS culture, how we arrived at that, perhaps shed some light on some other ways to see our responsibility in terms of obedience, and to hopefully end adding some some flexibility to, to this idea and the way various members see it. Let's begin by talking about kind of how this term came in to be accepted as the norm within LDS culture. If we go back to a talk given by by Ezra Taft Benson before he was president of the church when he was an apostle, he was president of the Quorum of the Twelve. He gave this talk on February 26, 1980 at Brigham Young University. He lists essentially uh, 14 fundamental uh, principles in obeying or following the president of the church. And he lists in the fourth one, he says, number four, the prophet will never lead the church astray. He then goes on to say, President Wilford Woodruff stated, I say to Israel, the Lord will never permit me or any other man who stands as president of the church to lead you astray. It is not in the program. It is not in the mind of God. And that's in the discourses of Wilford Woodruff. He then says, President Marion G. Romney tells us of this incident which happened to him. I remember years ago when I was a bishop, I had President Heber J. Grant talk to our ward. After the meeting, I drove him home. Standing by me, he put his arm over my shoulder and said, My boy, you always keep your eye on the president of the church. And if he ever tells you to do anything, and it is wrong, you do it. The Lord will bless you for it. Then, with a twinkle in his eye, he said, But you don't need to worry. The Lord will never let his mouthpiece lead the people astray. And with that, this talk was published in the Leahona, which gave it, because it became part of a church magazine, it gained some official standing. And so many people point to this talk. It's even been quoted multiple times in conference 
over the last few years. And so this talk has become kind of an official uh, pseudo-doctrine in the sense that many see this as having an official weight within the church. And so it pervades our culture. And I often see people talk about essentially following the brethren no matter what. Even if they're wrong, we'll be blessed for it. And I've been taught that several times in my time in the church, and I would assume for many of my listeners, they have come across this same pervading cultural idea. But it's not the only way to see the gospel. But before we get to that, to further this idea of using what we would call blind obedience as a true principle, I want to share a little bit from a talk given by Brother Conrad Schultz of the Second Quorum of the Seventy. And this was in uh, in General Conference in the April 2002 conference. And so here's the quote from Brother Conrad Schultz. As we make our way through this life's journey, we must continually be on guard and watch for those things which are deceptive and not what they appear to be. One of the sneaky ploys of the adversary is to have us believe that unquestioning obedience to the principles and commandments of God is blind obedience. His goal is to have us believe that we should be following our own worldly ways and selfish ambitions. This he does by persuading us that blindly following the prophets and obeying the commandments is not thinking for ourselves. He teaches that it is not intelligent to do something just because we are told to do so by a living prophet or by prophets who speak to us from the scriptures. Our unquestioning obedience to the Lord's commandments is not blind obedience. President Boyd K. Packer in the April Conference of 1983 taught us about this. Quote, Latter-day Saints are not obedient because they are compelled to be obedient. They are obedient because they know certain spiritual truths and have decided, as an expression of their own individual agency, to obey the commandments of God. We are not obedient because we are blind. We are obedient because we can see. Close quote. We might call this faith obedience. With faith, Abraham was obedient in preparing Isaac for sacrifice. With faith, Nephi was obedient in obtaining the brass plates. With faith, a little child obediently jumps from a height into the strong arms of his father. Faith obedience is a matter of trust. The question is simple. Do we trust our Heavenly Father? Do we trust our prophets? I have a problem with this quote, and it is because it essentially blurs the line between keeping the principles and commandments of God and following a prophet. What I mean by that is this. He starts off by saying that one way that Satan tries to deceive us is to get us to think that following the principles and commandments of God is blind obedience. On that part, I absolutely 100% completely agree with Brother Schultz. That, that those principles and commandments that we know come from God, that we have a responsibility to avoid the fiery darts of the adversary and to uphold our end of the deal, which is to be obedient to the gospel of Jesus Christ and to truth. But then what he does is he goes in and makes this, he blurs this line between essentially she tries, he tries to say that being obedient to a prophet is the same as being obedient to the principles and commandments of God. And in that, I I somewhat differ, but it's going to take some explanation. Because, as we very well know within Mormonism, we have a, a quote from the prophet Joseph, where in April of 1843, 
Joseph corrected a couple who thought that a prophet is always a prophet. And instead, he explained that, quote, A prophet was a prophet only when acting as such. And thereby he was making it clear that not every word, not every action that a prophet took would be determined by God. We also have President Hinckley who says this. He says, we have critics who appear to call out of a vast panorama of information those items which demean and belittle some men and women of the past who work so hard in laying the foundation of this great cause. They find readers of their works who seem to delight in picking up these tidbits and chewing them over and in relishing them. My plea is that as we continue to search for truth, we look for strength and goodness rather than weakness and foibles in those who did so great a work in their time. But then he adds, he says, we recognize that our forebears were human. They doubtless made mistakes. So we recognize that prophets do goof up. And we've talked about plenty of examples of that relating to the race theories, for instance, recently. I don't want to rehash those. I, I'm grateful for prophets. I'm grateful that we have men of God who are called and authorized and sustained and ordained and set apart to give us God's word. But it's a very tricky line to go from being grateful that we have prophets who give us God's word to obeying prophets all the time, assuming that every word is the word of God. Or, as the 14 Fundamentals points out, even when they're wrong, just go ahead and obey, and you'll be blessed for it. I uh, I struggle with that idea, that concept. Is there another way to see this? And so I want to share a couple of quotes with you. Elder B.H. Roberts said this. He said, The rule in that respect is what God has spoken and what has been accepted by the church as the word of God. By that and that only are we bound in doctrine. When in the revelations it is said concerning the prophet, seer, and revelator, that the church shall give heed unto all his words and commandments, which he shall give unto you as he receiveth them. For his word ye shall receive as if from mine own mouth in all patience and faith. It is understood, of course, that this has reference to the word of God received through revelation and officially announced to the church and not to every chance word spoken. So there, uh, B.H. Roberts, I think it's a beautiful quote that he gives. And essentially, you know, he does a couple of things here. One, he, he uses scripture. He says, yes, we should give heed to all the words of the prophet. But we should recognize that there are certain instances that are formal, that things are being presented to the church where a prophet is speaking as a prophet. And there are other times where that person is simply giving his own thoughts and opinions. And in, in those things, we are not bound to give heed to him. Now, the only trouble there is that at times this can be blurred as well. So is every word given at general conference a prophetic utterance? Is every little side comment, every little joke, every little opinion or thought given because it's in a formal setting? That's part of the debate. That's part of the complex thinking that each of us are going to have to reconcile to figure out how we're going to deal with this issue. So a couple of other thoughts. In the Millennial Star, the church newspaper in 1852, we read this quote. We have heard men who hold the priesthood remark that they would do anything they were told to do by those who preside over them, even if they knew it was wrong. But such obedience as, as this is worse than folly to us. It is slavery in the extreme, and the man who would thus willingly degrade himself should not claim rank among intelligent beings until he turns from his folly. A man of God would despise the idea. Others in the extreme exercise of their almighty authority have taught that such obedience was necessary and that no matter what the saints were told to do by their presidents, 
they should do it without any questions. When elders of Israel will so far indulge these extreme notions of obedience as to teach them to the people, it is generally because they have it in their hearts to do wrong themselves. Again, I think that's a beautiful quote. It uh, it certainly speaks to the idea that nobody should ever require another person to follow blindly and to simply do something because someone with authority asked them to do it. And especially if what they're being asked to do feels to one's conscience to be wrong. But that's in a church newspaper. So maybe that's not enough to go on. Maybe that's not enough authority saying it. And B.H. Roberts, of course, talks about following a prophet when he's a prophet and not following or not feeling not feeling forced to follow when he's not acting as such. But even that line is blurred. So let's add one more quote here from Joseph Fielding Smith. President Smith is often thought of out there in the the blogger knackle and absolutely by myself at times as well as a ultra conservative, ultra rigid leader within church history. And so if we're going to to get a quote from him that speaks to this, I think that even gives it maybe even perhaps some more weight. Joseph Fielding Smith said this, It makes no difference what is written or what anyone has said. If what has been said is in conflict with what the Lord has revealed, we can set it aside. My words and the teachings of any other member of the church, high or low, if they do not square with the revelations, we need not accept them. Let us have this matter clear. We have accepted the four standard works as the measuring yardsticks or balances by which we measure every man's doctrine. You cannot accept the books written by the authorities of the church as standards and doctrine only in so far as they accord with the revealed word in the standard works. Every man who writes is responsible, not the church, for what he writes. If Joseph Fielding Smith writes something which is out of harmony with the revelations, then every member of the church is duty-bound to reject it. If he writes that which is in perfect harmony with the revealed word of the Lord, then it should be accepted. So there is, uh, there's Joseph Fielding Smith giving us a quote. Now I want to ask, what about that 14 fundamentals talk? What about that? Well, it's not as simple as we think. We assume President Benson gave this talk. The church loved it, so they put it in the Liahona, and essentially it is a authorized, accepted way for us to understand the principles of obedience and the principles that govern the president of the church. But that may not be quite so. Brother D. Michael Quinn is a scholar of LDS church history. He's written several books and articles. He is a believing Mormon, though he is not, at the present moment, a member of the church. He wrote an article about Ezra Taft Benson And I simply want to share another perspective on that talk, the 14 Fundamentals of Following a Prophet. It says here, and it it starts kind of partway into a paragraph as it was talking about some of the talks that that, uh, Elder Benson at the time, or President Benson, had given in, in other forums, such as the John Birch Society. And then it goes into this talk. So it kind of begins mid thought. It says, then at BYU, three days later, he delivered a devotional talk which proclaimed the right of the LDS prophet to speak and act politically. The First Presidency immediately issued a statement that Benson was misquoted. However, it was difficult to finesse his words for the capacity BYU audience in the 25,000-seat Marriott Center, or for the thousands of other Utahns who listened to the broadcast on radio and television of Benson's 14 Fundamentals in Following the Prophets. To most observers, Benson's 1980 talk at BYU was a defiant announcement 
of his own future intentions as church president. Predictably, the first presidency was critical of Benson's 1980 BYU talk. On the 5th of March, the presidency issued a statement that, quote, We reaffirm that we take no partisan stand as to candidates or political parties and exercise no constraint on the freedom of individuals to make their own choices in these matters, unquote. However, the church's official spokesman claimed that, quote, There is no connection between this, the first presidency letter, and a speech by Apostle Ezra Taft Benson to Brigham Young University, unquote, a few days before. Those connected with LDS church headquarters knew otherwise. Kimball's son affirms that President Kimball bore no ill feeling toward his longtime associate, but was concerned about Elder Benson's February 1980 talk at BYU. The church president wanted, quote, to protect the church against being misunderstood as espousing ultra-conservative politics or, in this case, espousing an unthinking, follow-the-leader mentality, unquote. So, with that, we see that uh, this talk, The 14 Fundamentals of Following a Prophet, was not necessarily unanimously approved and appreciated by the members of the Quorum of the Twelve and the First Presidency, that many saw some of the things he was teaching as teaching blind obedience, which they were not happy with, based on uh, D. Michael Quinn's work. So I hope we see that there's more room in here than simply saying, well, this is the statement by the Lord's, you know, prophets, seers, and revelators. It was approved. It's put in the church magazine. And there we go. And part of the issue is that the church brethren, the leaders of the church, take on a very united front. In other words, they do not get critical of each other outside of their meetings. They do not speak ill of each other. They do not criticize the positions that others within that leadership hold. And so when a talk like this is given and there's very little said afterward to to denounce it or to put some of its ideas away as as misstatements or error, then it's there's no nothing stopping the curriculum department or the editors of the church magazines and newspapers from then putting this talk within those pages and seeing it as accepted material. And so we need to be careful when we make the leap to say, well, something's in the enzyme, so it automatically is doctrine of the church, as that is not necessarily the case. I want to end with a relatively current quote from President Dieter F. Uchtdorf, which speaks to our personal responsibility to not accept everything and follow it blindly. Latter-day Saints are not asked to blindly accept everything they hear. We are encouraged to think and discover truth for ourselves. We are expected to ponder, to search, to evaluate, and thereby to come to a personal knowledge of the truth. Brigham Young said, I'm afraid that these people have so much confidence in their leaders that they will not inquire for themselves of God, whether they are led by him. I'm fearful they settle down in a state of blind self-security. Let every man and woman know by the whispering of the Spirit of God to themselves whether their leaders are walking in the path the Lord dictates. End of quote. My young friends, as you accept the responsibility to seek after truth with an open mind and a humble heart, you will become more tolerant of others, more open to listen, more prepared to understand, more inclined to build up instead of tearing down. 
beautiful quote by, by President Uchtdorf. I want to finish with two thoughts. So the first thought is this. It's not an all or nothing paradigm. And, and what I mean by that is, is this. We sometimes in the church, in this lineal black and white thinking, feel like it's all or nothing. That either a prophet's a prophet or he's not a prophet. And so I can go, using this Brigham Young quote that President Uchtdorf uses, I can go pray about President Monson. And I can be told by the Spirit if he's a prophet or not. And if he's a prophet, then I'm going to do everything he says. And if he's not a prophet, then I will just toss him off to the side. But I don't think that's what the instruction that we're given is teaching. I think on each and every issue that comes across the pulpit to our ears, that intellectually does not feel right, we now have a responsibility to go back into our own private sacred space and ask our Heavenly Father if what we heard is his word. And if it is, then great. Adopt it into our own principles, our own understanding, our own way of of seeing these issues. Be obedient, move on. But if we feel on an individual occasion that what he has said does not mesh with the Holy Ghost, with the Spirit, then at that point, I think we need to be careful because there's a couple things I think we still need to do. We need to go back into the scriptures. We need to look. We need to examine the issue. We need to study it, ponder, and pray about it. But I will say this, if at the end of the day, you don't feel right about it, the Holy Ghost seems to be indicating to you that it is not, it is not the doctrine of the church, it is not the word of God, it's not the mind and will of the Lord. And then after consulting the scriptures, it does not mesh with the doctrine of the church, then I don't know that we should feel obligated to simply follow just because. And I certainly see President Joseph Fielding Smith say that we are duty bound to reject it. And so we need to be in tune with the Spirit to know when a prophet is acting as such. And this is not easy. It's not simple. So that's my first point. It's not a black and white issue. It's not an either or. That we ought to judge prophets, seers, and revelators based on each time that they speak. And I would say this too, that the majority of things that these brethren are saying are inspired, are true, and are good counsel. And so we should, I I would say from my own personal experience, I rarely have a time where something they say and I go, ah, no, I just just don't feel right about that. And then I got to go through that process of exploring it and praying about it and pondering on it. Rarely does that happen, but it does happen. And so we need to be careful of this mentality that we should just simply follow all the time just because. And that if they're wrong, we should still follow and we'll be blessed for it. Because as we can see, that is, that, that kind of idea, that kind of way of wrapping your head around that principle does not necessarily hold up to truth and to, to the, to the mind and will of our Father in heaven and what he would have us do and how he would have us use our agency. So again, though it's rare, we ought to be prepared to handle those occasions when they come rather than simply getting in line and following. The second thing I wanted to say was in regards to how President Uchtdor finished his talk, which was that we we essentially would be less likely to be frustrating this work if we wrap our heads around these ideas the right way. He said that if we're more that if we understand these principles of seeking truth and being under the influence of the Holy Ghost to know when truth is spoken, that we'd be more likely to build up this work than to tear it down. And so I want to end on that note, which is it is easy for us when we're struggling with doubts and we're frustrated with some little piece of church history over here or over there to then feel inclined to want to show people how wrong all these ideas are and to tear everything down. 
and something I've kind of had to learn slowly, and I think I'm just now beginning to kind of grasp this, but that there is room for all of us, and there's room to adhere to one's conscience, to be obedient to the Holy Ghost, to to seek after truth, further light, knowledge, without throwing this work under the bus. And there are many out there who do just that. They they seek out ways to to diminish faith, to decrease testimony. And I hope nobody feels like that from this podcast. I hope you feel like I, I'm dealing with these issues forthrightly, honestly, but that in the end I'm showing ways that we can maintain and even increase faith. And I see the same with this issue. Here's what I do. I simply take the quote from the 14 Fundamentals and the original quote that that came from, and I simply set it off to the side. I don't see it as the the inspired word of God. I hold on to the other quotes, but again, I'm picking and choosing. Why? Because they feel right. They feel to me to have the sanction of the Holy Spirit. But at the same time, I want to allow others to come to a different conclusion, that my conclusion, just because it's mine, isn't necessarily right. And so what we all ought to do is give each other the freedom and flexibility to gravitate in those different directions and to come to those different conclusions if if only simply because Joseph Smith didn't like creeds and didn't like these lines in the sand. One could pull out quotes from the scriptures and one could justify either position. And so we need to stop looking at those who think differently than us and and seeing them as some some negative thing, as as sinning, as being less than in the sight of God, or as being wrong simply because their view differs from our view. May I end simply saying that I hope each of us will have a stronger reliance on the Holy Ghost, for to me, he is always the buffer when we encounter these difficult issues. May each of us live worthy to have with us the Holy Spirit. Because it is by the power of the Holy Ghost that we may know the truth of all things. May the Lord warm your shoulders. God bless you. And thank you for listening. Taking out my issues never healed